0: This is a Player One podcast. Player One is a radio show about gaming that airs every Friday from 6 to 8pm on Syn Nation, a digital radio station in Melbourne, Australia. You can also stream Player One at syn.org.au. And to find out more about Player One, go to syn.org.au slash Player One. Enjoy the podcast.
1: You're listening to Player One on Syn Nation. I'm Alex, and I'm here with Maddie and Justin. We're with Emre from Opaque Media. We've just looked at Earthlight. What do you think?
2: Oh, it was awesome.
1: <laughs> uh, it has always been my dream to go to space, uh, and it was great
0: disappointment to realise the requirements to become an astronaut were far beyond anything I will ever achieve. But today I got to live out that dream. So you're happy? I, I am extremely
1: happy. Um, do you want to give a brief like, insight into what the game is, besides, I am in space?
0: Well, um, first of all, it's making people's dreams come true. I'm so <laughs> glad that we could do that for you. Um, it's basically um, a simulation in virtual reality of being an astronaut on the International Space Station. Um, you're going through the tasks and objectives and missions that astronauts actually go through in an environment. So it's it us bringing you to a very realistic depiction of what it's like to be in space as a real astronaut.
1: So you say realistic depiction, and I'm pretty sure I was in space if it wasn't for loud background noise. Um, do you think you could get any realer than what you've got?
0: Uh, <laughs> from our collaboration with NASA, I'm, I'm going to suggest at the moment no, because a lot of the stuff we have up, the, um, up on Earthlight is actually as close as we can get it with our source material. So, uh, less than actually speaking to the guys who are responsible for engineering certain pieces of equipment there, like getting the right tags and getting the right labelling on, on, on things. Um, that's as far as we can actually take it with the technology. So you've got
1: contacts at NASA. Oh, we do
0: indeed. Yes, they're really great people too. Well, that was going to be my next, my question: was what is it like working with NASA on a project like this? Well, I mean, um, it's important for me to first preface that we're not working with NASA because they're a public entity, but we collaborate with them, right? So we're able to check a lot of things that we do. We communicate with them often in regards to making sure that we're on the right path with things. Um, And we are exploring different pathways into the future as well and how we can strengthen the the partnership that we have.
2: Are you planning on extending into the ISS and having kind of simulations of being inside it? I will say this.
0: You are definitely (laughs) going to go into the ISS. Um... The thing will be that we'll be starting the the game off in Q1 2016 with getting you to go through the training exercises that astronauts will go through as well. So that means going into a NEMO simulation, like going through the underwater labyrinth, um, learning how to assemble and disassemble different parts, opening airlocks and things like that. So because we keep things as realistic as possible, you'll actually be going through the same motions that astronauts will be going through as
1: well. You're telling me I have to do physical exercise in a video game?
0: Yes, absolutely. (laughs) So chin-ups for everybody from now on. Does that mean that I'm going to have to chase after the tube of like sauce and I just accidentally like go all across the station? I will make it my mission to make sure that you do that in the game. Um, <laughs> yes. that's, because a rogue piece of tomato sauce in space on the ISS is
1: actually really dangerous to everybody on board. So um, what sort of technology have you used to build the game? Uh, we started the project off with... Uh, Connect the Windows platform and the Oculus
0: DK2 uh, on the Unreal Engine 4 platform as well. We, we moved on to the HTC Vive with, uh, with the uh, Steam VR motion controllers and the Steam VR platform and PC. We are going to be covering a number of different platforms as well, but at the moment the current iteration of EarthLight is actually just HTC Vive based as well, on, on Steam VR.
2: So I guess in following that, how big are you planning on making this in the end?
0: Well I will say that uh, we are going to be to plan is to have incremental content updates on a base platform so the idea being that we want people to go through sandbox exercises in virtual reality so that as you're comfortable doing certain things we can add more and more things onto it Um, so the idea being that we would like for you to be able to train to go to space go to space and return from space successfully back home as well so that's like as far as I can I can kind of reveal on that one
1: so am I going to spend like six months in space like away from my family or is it going to be a short mission?
0: I will not condone you being in virtual reality for six weeks, but if you feel as though that that's the experience that we can provide, um, yeah, totally. Like, the idea being that I want people to be able to feel like they have uh, a bit of an open kind of sandbox ability there. So maybe there'll be a bunch of missions that you can complete um, incrementally as you're on the ISS. So you know so today you can go and fix a pump that's on the, the exter- one of the external things or um, go fix a solar array or you know, checked an airlock door or do some equipment checks or something. So it's something that we'd like for people to um, to always be able to go back to and to always support as well with content updates.
1: Um, what's it like trying to make stuff without gravity? Like, make it feel as if there is no gravity in VR? I think there's an interesting thing about... The absence of
0: audio, for example, goes a long way, so the, the vacuum of space is highlighted much better with the absence of sound, and like that kind of echoing sound as you grab onto things. That's one of the ways that uh, we're careful as VR developers to, to kind of immerse you into in that environment. The other one being that you're, any cues that you can show people that they're in a three, uh, three-dimensional 3 space, so maybe the orientation of the Earth is upside down, or some there's some signs or labels that are actually labelled upside down, because you're actually upside down relative to that. Yeah,
1: I noticed that when I was climbing along the space station, all of a sudden there'd just be a row of rungs vertical, and I was like, oh, wait, that's right, I can grab those. I don't have to worry about gravity.
0: That's right, like, you can actually move in a three-dimensional space, and we want to make sure that you, as an astronaut, uh, understand that because from what I what I believe anyway from the source material that we've looked at is that that's a portion of um, their I guess behaviour says that they have to look back into and rewire as well so the idea that you have the freedom to move in three dimensional space as opposed to two dimensional So
2: have any astronauts played this and given you feedback on to
0: as far as I'm aware, um, I'm not sure if any astronauts have played it, but definitely staff members from NASA have actually played uh, EarthBot at, in Houston. So feedback has been universally fantastic so far.
1: So they're fans? Is this all because they're the, like, man, those guys have such a cool job, they get to go into space. So like they get to go into space without actually having to go into space.
0: Well, I mean, I imagine there's a little bit of... Uh, little bit of competition there in regards to them always like nudging us and saying hey guys remember like we actually go to space well (laughs) we make space so you know it's one for one Um, but they've been really great in how they've given us support and and I I guess that they've been nothing but really supportive because they understand that what we're doing is providing accessibility for everyone to actually go to space and experience that.
1: I think that's a good use of VR to be honest it's one of the best uses I've seen. Like considering I'd never go into space, I I always always want to go into space, and I'm not going on like Virgin Galactic or something.
0: Well, the thing is that um, like we didn't want to cheapen the experience with any like the sci-fi stuff as well. Like we wanted people to actually achieve, like you were saying earlier, like the the idea that you want to be an astronaut or you always thought what would it be like to be an astronaut, Uh, and we want to be able to give that experience to people. Like I'm not sure that. No one has like the the employment aspiration of becoming a space marine, and, uh, except for me maybe. Um, but like the astronaut thing is an important one because it's such a high pinnacle. And only six hundred people have gone to space so far as well in the, the history of space agencies. So you know we want everyone in the living room to be able to experience that.
2: So I think it's really interesting that an like Australian dev team, a Melbourne-based dev team, has worked on something. Considering Australia has no uh, like space space agency, as kind of like showing off that. Kind of like I don't know where we we like space. If not, <laughs>
0: that's actually a really it? good point that you raise um, because it does highlight the idea that as a local local uh, development company, that we're able to take something that we don't have like an easy access to yeah. because there is no Australian space agency. Why there isn't a space agency for Australia? I'll never know. But um, this can be one of those things where you know people can critically look at, at those questions and say. You know, our, our dev teams here are able to provide such authentic experiences. Uh, imagine what would happen if we had access to those things, or if there was a better collaboration between Australian uh, you know, science bodies and NASA as well.
2: When you went to start making it, did you ever kind of go, like, we're Australia, we don't really know what's going on with space, maybe we shouldn't kind of touch this, we should leave this to, I don't know, NASA or someone who's a bit closer to, fi- to space? Yeah.
0: I think that's a, that's a pretty good question as well because um, there's always an element of I guess uh, self-criticism when it comes to that because we have to be really aware of our goals like we, we set out to make a very genuine and I guess a very sincere depiction of space and the idea being that we can only have access to things that we can grab online or you know photos and things like that or, or, or film it kind of felt a little bit backwards to do that, pull it off so well and then for NASA to reach out to us uh, yeah, interesting. Like that, they you know they private messaged me on Reddit, say, hey, you know what's up? Um, like I think they didn't even answer our original emails that we sent as a company. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's
2: awesome. oh, I have I have one question. It's a little bit silly, but will you implement a, a scenario which you can take an astronaut selfie? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Like,
0: Obviously. I mean, that's, that's like on the, on the top of the list for stuff because astronauts actually have a mirror on their wrist so they can actually watch themselves if they want to. Um, the natural progression from that is having an you know, iPhone floating in space and you kind of try to take an awkward selfie and accidentally unplugging a cable and everything goes to hell in space. So, um, yeah, no, sure. If not the first thing that we do, it's definitely going to be something that we'll implement what's up for. This has been a Player One podcast. To check out more Player One, go to syn.org.au slash Player One.